the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. We all have developer horror stories from language barriers to bad code to developing on time. That's why I recommend using b7dev.com. They're affordable, fast, and more importantly, trustworthy. Go to b7dev.com. GamesBoost 42 helps you increase your revenue and grow faster without investors and publishers. Get access to your app store revenues faster and more importantly, keep 100% control of your company. Learn more at GamesBoost42.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters. Dot com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads and more importantly, your revenue. And in part three of our YouTube series about how to create an app startup and take your idea to ultimate success, we're going to talk about how do you hire the right developers. So part one, we talked about what you have to do before building it. Part two, we, we talked about how to build those MVP features. And this one, how do you actually get it built, the app built? Today, we've got phenomenal guests. With me throughout the entire YouTube series is Haim from B7Dev. Go check him out. It is the letter B, the number 7dev.com if you're looking for an app development shop to help you build this idea. Haim, welcome back. Hi, Steve. How are you? Thank you for having me. All right, Haim. So let's talk about the first topic that we want to uncover, and it's about whether you should hire a freelancer that you might find on Upwork or something, or hire a development shop like yourself. What are the key differences that you have to really look out for? Okay, first of all, like a bit for all the viewers, all the, all the people watching this, I run, I manage a development software agency, okay, that is called B7Dev. So take my advice with, you know, with a grain of salt, maybe I'm trying to bring customers to my own shop. But the idea of this video is just recommending uh, and giving some tips on how to hire actually a good development developer or team, okay? In any case, you will need a team, okay? Uh, there is no, there is no a, a, an app that you can do it just by one guy. You need a designer, you need a developer. Maybe if you have, have some uh, server-side uh, work, you need three, three people here involved, okay? So uh, first of all, freelancing or freelancers versus an agency and established agency, uh, or, or company, uh, etc. like mine. Uh, the first factor is price. The, for some devel uh, freelancers, developers, maybe the price is lower. Companies generally have uh, overhead of management, okay? So you are paying this, you are paying management. In my case, in my company, I manage all the uh, processes. I talk with the customer all the time. My customers know that even too much, okay? Because the the main the main word in this game is communication. You can have the best developer in town, the best developer in the world, but if you don't communicate well with him to know where you are stand uh, at the process, where were we at, okay? Is the guy responsive? Are we more or less about the same time zone? more or less four, five, six hours. No, you know, 12 hours. Uh, so you can not communicate well. Uh, so this technical uh, advantage, 
will be uh, hardly impeded by this lack of communication. So in my personal, my personal opinion, when I, I hire myself developers for my company, I look at three main factors. One is technical proficiency, okay? Without technical proficiency, I mean, it's not just if they know what they do, it's the way that they handle problems. Are they problem solvers, okay? The second one is the attitude, okay? The attitude, communication, do they communicate? Do they back to you fast when you want to ask what is the status? Do they send daily reports, weekly reports? Can you maintain a meeting? Do you understand each other? Okay, what are my concerns as a customer? Did they understood the whole blueprint, the whole spec we were talking about in the last episode? Um, did they understood when I, when I send feedback about the version? They, they understand the bugs, they understand what is, I mean, if I developer would tell you, I don't understand what you mean. This bug is not a bug, it's a feature, you know, the classical joke eh, is a problem, okay? You have a problem. So you need someone that will assure the quality of work that will be very eh, communicative, okay? And the third one is the responsibility, okay? Are they responsible for what they do, the work that they do, how much warranty they offer, uh, for the future, okay? So, for example, in my company, out of third parties, uh, problems, issues, I don't know, Apple upgrades the operative systems, so you need to adapt the code to the new operative system. Google changes one SDK, Firebase changes something, so I need to charge for that. I need to tell you, okay, we need to charge for that, for doing that, those updates, but if we, my developers did some mistakes, some bug, I won't charge you for this, no matter how much time uh, uh, it was from the launch of the product, okay? This is the way that we manage that. Some companies will offer you three months of warranty after that, I don't recommend this. After this, you will be, because if you don't detect the problems before the three months, before the six months, okay? Most of the companies, they offer six months, one year of warranty, okay? But again, I make it very clear. If a third party is changing and make your product crash or your product fail, okay, I will charge for that because it's not my responsibility what Google does, what Facebook does and vice versa. But if we did some, some bad, some mistake, some programming error, we are responsible for that. Again, ask for this beforehand, how is the warranty, how is the, the, the responsibility over the work, etc. Now, my recommendations you get that this developer, this guy, this lady that is highly recommended by others, okay, and the price is right, I don't see any problems that working against working with a company. What is the main the main problem that I see here? Okay, you need someone to coordinate between the whole factors, the designer, because the design is the 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 original one at the beginning, and then you wanted to change something, so you need to change this button, this text, this color, this area you need to enhance, to reduce. Okay, we found that this screen is not necessary, so we will remove it, okay? So we, you will need more updates or more, more, more uh, uh, changes from your designer. Yourself will have to coordinate this with the developer, from the designer to you, to you, from you to the developer, uh, if there is a server side and, and, and this 
a, a freelancer doesn't have the, the guide for server side to provide to you, or this you want to do Google, Android, and then you want to do iOS for Apple, then maybe you need to coordinate between two, three guys. So that will be a problem. An agency in the other hand will solve all this, okay? So maybe the idea is if you are doing something very simple, maybe you can get a freelancer. If you are doing something more complex, okay? With more, more, uh, more people involved, maybe the agency is the way to go. Again, check for the price. The price should be right. If it's too cheap, it's suspicious. If it's too high, maybe you can get some better deal, okay? Check for time to response, okay? Time to response is very, very, uh, a factor that I will take for uh, indicating me that something is not good, okay? If, even if there is a delay with the break because there is always delays here and there because, you know, is some developer gets ill, et cetera, et cetera, or something that could happen, but at least get a fast, a fast answer from the responsible. Okay, this is very important. At least you know he is ill. You won't be waiting or insisting all the time. Okay, so th those are the main factors to wait before you hire a, a freelancer versus an agency. Okay, the point about yeah, sure, go on. No, I like that, and I think what I want to iterate too. I like the point you made. If it's a simple idea, maybe the freelancer is enough. But if it's going to be a complex idea, you definitely want an agency who understands and who has a team of developers that that can work together and really build out the app. And the other thing I want to highlight too is, look, with the freelancer, the some of the pros is maybe it's going to be cheaper than an agency. But some of the cons is going to be, if this guy gets sick. Right. Or if something happens to this guy, your project is completely stalled. Whereas if you have an agency, Haim has a team of developers that can pick up the work too. So that's the last thing I wanted to point out on this topic. Yeah. For example, I want to tell you something that happens the, the, the last week uh, with Bianca, that the, is, is a friend of, uh, of the show also, that we have a problem. We get the, this project already made from another company and then we got that uh, the server has an issue that the current developer that I put to fix that was not able to fix. I got another guy from the, the, the whole team that works with me to fix it and the, the, the other guy got to fix it, okay? So uh, the, this is a great advantage for a company that you will always have a replacement for someone that cannot solve something, okay? Or, or, or fix something, or just, I don't know, he's sick, or, you know, with this pandemic issue, we have also this problem with the, some developers that got sick, so they need to rest, etc. Again, there is not a specific rule for everything, but the factors that I will check is price, communication, responsibility after delivery, okay? Those are the three main factors that I will wait before hiring someone. Okay, you can ask for a reference also. You can ask this uh, freelancer or this company, can you direct me to other customers? I want to ask them how was the relationship, the quality of work, et cetera, et cetera. You, it's, it's very legit to ask for this also. Okay, uh, I like that's it. it. Haim, the other thing that I want to move on to as well, and this is a question I get a lot from the marketing side is, hey, have you marketed an app that does X, Y, and Z? 
How would you think about that? Do you, is it critical that you as a development as a development shop and development agency has built an app similar to the ones they're looking at? And for me, I always answer like it's all the same, right? The marketing is all the same, but from a development standpoint, does that does that even matter? There are specific areas that you can say that this is an advantage to if you did something like this before. Image processing, machine learning, um, I don't know, graphics processing, uh, big data, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, technology is very wide, okay? As the ideas that our customers bring to us. So uh, it is an advantage, but again, again, I will wait, the, I mean, at the, for a developer to learn a new technology is kind of not so hard for him to understand this, right. but for a developer to understand responsibility and responsiveness is harder than understanding a new technology. Okay, so again, uh, I, I mean, if you hear what I'm saying all the time, responsiveness and responsibility from the developer is very important for me and for my customers too. Okay, so that's the main idea. We got all the time requests for new customers that they got born with the with a company that maybe is too cheap or even maybe too expensive because that happens too. But again, where are the documentation for the project you did? Uh, uh, you own the code. I mean, we will talk about this later, but you own the code, you have access to the code. Did they, did they retain the code? Do you have all the accesses to all the service, all mm -hmm. the accounts you integrate with, okay? Do you have everything or you are, you are uh, depending on them on everything, okay? So. Having the experience as always is great for certain areas is great. Uh, you won't hire someone that needs to do something about machine learning that the guy doesn't know anything, doesn't have a clue about machine learning. But also, I mean, for those specific cases, it is very important. But in general uh, terms, uh, the, the, the human quality of the developer uh, added up to the, te to the technical uh, uh, skills uh, is more important to me. Hey, Haim, you brought it up too. And this is a topic that I did want to cover is how do you get that code? And, you know, one of the questions that I've gotten from people is like, how do I make sure that the developers don't resell the code to somebody else, whether if it's a simple app, for example, and you want to resell it, but how do you, how do you guys like to deliver the code base to your customers? Okay. So the way that we work, there are a lot of customers, as I told you, that they came with a lot of fears because the, the previous team didn't deliver the code, was very problematic, okay? So we need to do some kind of arrangement, okay? Usually what we do is we open a repository. A repository is a software that manages the code, okay? Generally, GitHub, GitLab, um, and others, okay? Uh, Git is one of the most used because it's free for, for basics. And then if you have a lot of, a lot of projects, you need to pay, okay? Uh, but um, what we do is we add them to the Git repository so they have access. And then, because you know, you can negotiate this. In the other hand, in the other hand, if the project or if a new customer, we ask for an upfront, okay? In order to be sure that the customer will just run with the code, the opposite case. Okay, so this is everything is, is something that you need to bring to the table when you create this arrangement with the, with the developer. Uh, a lot of developers will tell you the code is mine 
I will deliver it when you buy, when you pay everything, or even I won't deliver it to you because if I work for you, uh, the code, I mean, I won't deliver the code. Okay, this is a big problem uh, because the, the, the software will be developed for you. It's a product that you should be the owner of the, of the software, of course, that in the other hand, you need to pay everything as agreed to the agency, to the freelancer, okay? But again, you need to get a good agency, a good freelancer that you know that doesn't have this kind of issues, okay? Because the developer doesn't need your code. Your code is yours. We develop, we not resell code, okay? We develop the, co the code from zero, from scratch, to you, we, we won't reuse the code on everything or anything else, any other project. It's not something that even we don't, just for you to know, just for security measures, we don't store access to your accounts, okay? We, when we use your accounts, we, we forget about this. For sure, the next time you ask us, okay, we need to fix this with Firebase. Okay, can you please send me the login for Firebase because we don't keep that, okay? We keep it as far as we work with this, but then we forget about that. It's not our business, it's your business, okay? If we keep working with you, uh, the, over, uh, the, 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 the ongoing process of updating, upgrading the app, new versions, etc., we keep it because we need to work with it. After we deliver the code, we don't keep any detail, okay? This is yours, all the accounts. About fears for the developers to steal my idea or steal or, or resell the code, okay? This is a common concern. Again, as I always uh, say, uh, my work is to develop the, my customer's idea. It's not developed for myself, okay? Uh, we don't develop for ourselves. We develop for other parties, for customers. Again, so, I mean, if I want to develop something by myself, I will do it by myself, I mean, my, my ideas. Uh, anyways, a lot of people ask for signing NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. We have templates of this for anyone that wants it. I uh, usually sign NDAs for anyone that is asking for it. Okay, for me it's okay. But again, you need to trust each other because this is a working relationship. Like you have a working relationship with any other uh, people in business, in any business in general. About reselling the code, this is a big no. Okay, no company no company at any means can resell your code or reuse, even reuse your code in other products, okay? You need to state this very clear, even if in an email when you start the relationship, okay? The code belongs to the customer. You cannot reuse, you cannot resell. It's not yours, it's your customer. Your customer is paying you your time for develop for him. So the code belongs to him, okay? This is very clear. Send an email, please. Can you agree with me be, before we, we start with this? The code belongs to the customer. Of course, after full payment to the agency or the developer, it cannot be resolved or reused in any way. That's it. Uh, anyways, working ethics agency should say, you cannot resell, you cannot reuse any part of your customer code because that belongs to them and they pay for it.
Yeah. And I think one of the best practices is obviously you need to get paid as an agency. So once the final payment gets done, then to collect that, get that code base, because I know you and I have worked together and the the person that I brought over had a different developer and it was a pain just getting the code from them because it's a simple feature that we wanted to work on. And I was like, hey, you know, work with Hyman and his team and just getting that code base, you should just have that readily available. So after you make that final payment, make sure you get that code base. All right, Hyman, let's end with this. Should I develop for both platforms on launch or should I just focus on iOS or Google Play? What are your thoughts on that? Most of the, the customers, they think you are the expert, in fact, about what is more convenient to do, to start where the money is at the beginning, iPhone, iOS, or Apple, uh, Android with, uh, from Google. Okay, generally, most of the requirements for, in my case, in my, in my uh, agency is to develop for iPhone first. And then if works, they will develop for Android. But we get also a, a request for developing Android first because maybe the, the, the application is more fit for Android, okay? Again, this is something that you need to do at the beginning of the process, the research. Uh, generally, in my experience, iPhone first, then if it works, Android, okay? Uh, maybe you can polish the whole user experience and the monetization on iPhone and then develop for Android. There are more developers for Android if you want to do a proof of concept of, or an MVP. So maybe it's cheaper for Android first, but again, depending on, on the market you are intending to launch. Okay. Hey, Haim, do you have any thoughts on, I'm not a developer, so I'm gonna Flutter versus React Native, these cross-platform cross type of, engines, I guess is about for lack of a better word versus building native. What are your thoughts on that? We always go with native first. If a customer asks us for this kind of ivory technology, okay, uh, or JavaScript technology, uh, we can do it. We have developers for this. Uh, we are about to start a, a project on React. Um, what I think about that, depending on the app, again, uh, they are, for certain apps, certain kind of, of, of apps, they are kind of limited, okay? But with this, this uh, point, I want to make it clear. Every day they are improving their technologies, okay? In the beginning was like a problem, big problem. You want to do something very simple and cheap, go with, with, the, with the React, with Angular. Today, they are very powerful, okay? Yet, we get all the requests to do by native and the native will have a better performance, a more solid uh, perf uh, stability performance about resources, etc. But those uh, hybrid technologies, they are improving by the day and they are very solid today, okay? We have a really nice applications done by this. What is the idea? You develop once and then deploy for both Android iOS, maybe there was third technology, I don't know, Windows Mobile back then, uh, basically for both of them. Um, you need to take it with a grain of salt, okay? How it works for this idea, simple things, medium size work great for something that needs to take resources from the phone, I mean, processor, etc. 
personally, I prefer to go native, okay? But it's, uh, I, I know a, a, a pretty experienced guys that they do excellent things with native, with the hybrid technologies, with React, with Angular, with the Ionic, etc. It's not for everyone, as everything in this business is related to the guy that will develop, to the idea, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I prefer to go native if I can, but if it's simple enough, maybe you can get away with doing some of these hybrid technologies. Guys, anything I missed, Haim, that you want to make sure we cover? No, so far, so good. Awesome. Well, in part four, we're going to cover all the things that you need to avoid when it comes to finally launching your app. So make sure you tune in, tune in for that. And if you missed part two, make sure you check it out because we talked about how do you create a specification doc to make sure you get the most accurate quotes from your, when you're shopping around, whether you're trying to hire a freelancer or an agency like Himes. And if you want to work with Heim and his team, which I highly suggest you do, because I've sent over plenty of clients over there and we've been working since 2013, go check out be the number seven dev.com b seven dev.com. It is linked up in all the description. It's on your favorite podcast app, YouTube channel, everything else. Heim, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Sure. My email is haim uh, at b7dev.com, C-H-A-I-M at B, the letter B, like banana, number seven, div, like development.com. You can find my name. Also, you can see it here on the, on the uh, episode uh, title. You can look it for after that at Facebook. You can contact me. You can contact me uh, by LinkedIn. Uh, you can go to b7dev.com and then you have a form to contact us. Okay, so several ways to contact me. Awesome. Well, go check them out, guys, and I will see you in part four. So you, you got to avoid these critical mistakes. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.